the Monday after the conference championship weekend. Big Baylor victory over the weekend in Stillwater. They're all good. They're all good. Doesn't matter if you're number two. Doesn't matter where you're ranked. When you win in Stillwater, it's always been a tough place to play. I know the pandemic has changed some of these places. But, uh, boy, Scott Drew now has won, I believe, six straight at Gallagher-Iba. Whoa. I mean, nobody does that. Nobody over the years at Eddie Swinton Court. <laughs> Steven, say that for me. God, it sounded like I was on paid meds. Eddie Sutton Court. There you go. That's great, better. That works. Great, Eddie. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm sure you'll mark that. I don't know. Man, that was a slurred type situation. Tom Tom will be in there in a minute, uh, Mosley. What's wrong with Mosley? Is Mosley, is he okay? Is he doing okay? Yes, I'm doing fine. Great Baylor win over the weekend. Women like to see a national story on Moon Urson. Love it. Love it. Love a good story. I was reading that this morning. Moon Urson. She stuck it out. She hung in there, and now she's found a place as one of the stars of this Baylor women's team. Love what Moon has brought to the table. Stephen, we have a battle of the goats. At my house, there's been a little too much talk of the goat. Uh, my wife was a little done with me. I just I just keep saying, I'm like, honey, you might want to come in here. This is goat versus goat. Oh, honey, we got the goats involved. She, I mean, you know, and of course, we're talking about the greatest of all time, goat. <laughs> Suddenly thinks you're living back in Kaufman on the farm or something. <laughs> got some goats out back. Oh, man, the goats are going to Tampa. And, Stephen, I mean, we used to dream about that. You know, when they were when the Cowboys were going to host the Super Bowl. What if the Cowboys made it? How cool would that be? The Cowboys hosting a Super Bowl. It never happened. It's never happened to any team over all the years of Super Bowls being awarded. And the Super Bowl goes to Tampa. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. So they will be playing in their home stadium. And Stephen, we'll look up. It used to be Raymond James Stadium. I can't remember what it is now. But uh, Stephen, we'll look up and we'll see that pirate ship on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Always one of the funniest looking things. Kind of a Pirates of the Caribbean type feature. Um, always wanted to kind of go up to that thing. I heard it's like made of concrete, so you can't really... It's not one of those things I think you can go tour and go through the ship. But the pirate ship in the, is a great feature. And uh, Tampa Bay, as we call it. Remember, Stephen, when he was filing for trademark rights for Tampa Bay? Tom Brady, he wanted to, all the naming rights, all those kinds of things. It is going to Tampa. And uh, I would say a high excitement level. And, Stephen, on the flip side, we'll be talking more about Aaron Rodgers in our second segment today and the fact that it really we're going to listen to him, and it sounds like he wants out. Uh, I mean, it really sounds like he's ready to move on. Where could that be? Could that be to Dallas? We'll talk about that in our second segment today. But, Stephen, i, I got to get your take on this, just the – the, the the funny nature of how we, we see things, we we see Aaron Rodgers as some kind of complete failure. Oh, my gosh, one in four in conference championship games. You look at his numbers yesterday. Steven, I mean, I, his numbers were better than Brady's. He outplayed him. 
Brady threw three interceptions. He wasn't particularly, he wasn't all that accurate. I mean, he just made some plays when they counted. And, Stephen, I would have to say that even with everybody pointing to what the um, what the, uh, the the Green Bay did with the 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 the, the field goal, you know, when they could have been down there John and gone for it, for it later. Goal, I mean, yeah. yeah, pointing to that, but it right before halftime, mm-hmm. right before halftime, uh, you know, Stephen, what was it? Six seconds left. Six seconds left in the half. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I mean, the Packers about to escape after you know an interception with not giving up any points, and then they allow a, a hail mary right before halftime. Yeah, and I don't even know. I, I'm not even calling that a hail mary. I mean, that was just a straight up. I mean, how do you call that defense? <clears throat> what it looked like was single high, which means there was one safety way back, <clears throat> and they they ran a route and and little Scotty what's his name Steven Scotty what's Scotty's name little guy Scotty oh gosh it's not coming to me anyway Scotty goes running with a little I mean just a fly route Scotty Miller he, Scotty Miller played his ball at Bowling Green was some kind of track star in high school ran a 439 they said at pro day and he put a little he put a little jukey juke on uh, Mr. King, who had a really bad day, the cornerback for Green Bay. Oh, what a day that was. But, Stephen, I put that more on the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. I believe that's Mike Pettin, former coach of Jacksonville. Who hasn't coached Jacksonville, Stephen? There have been a lot of guys there. <laughs> that that could be a lot of Gus. I think Gus was there. Where was Pettin? No, Pettin was at Cleveland. Did Petten go to Cleveland? He was for in a Cleveland. Season? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think it was Jacksonville. Petten was Cleveland. <clears throat> but there goes Scotty. And uh, and 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 just you know, if you if you if you saw him, the goat himself, Tom Brady drops back and Stephen. That was like a. That was not like oh, he put great touch on it. He gave that thing the biggest heave he could ever give. That that's where all that Tom training, whatever they call that stuff, TB twelve, TB twelve, <laughs> and all those little all those creams that he uses. <laughs> just eating avocado and air for breakfast every oh, day. Oh man, just rubbing that stuff on. <laughs> Hasn't even been within three miles of a fast food place in the past ten years. God, just put a Sonic down right before the show. <laughs> my sister. I'm usually not a big fast food guy. My sister brought by Sonic. She, you, you could, as only I can, Stephen. I got a hold of her. She said, "I'm bringing you Sonic." I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." And then, like, I said, "Hey, are you still there?" She's like, "Yeah," because she'd done, <laughs> done it on the app, so she could just run by and get it real quickly for me. She was in, you know, and uh, I said, "Hey, could you bring me some coffee? I'm out of coffee pods." <laughs> so she added, had to add that. So I got a huge Sonic Diet Coke, and I got a ba- I got a cheeseburger that I've already devoured. And then Stephen, is there anything better than I? I not only did I down the the uh, tater tots, like you can't go to Sonic and get the fries. You got to get the tater tots mm-hmm. at Sonic. And I used to when I was a young lad, Stephen. I would get the cheese on the tater tots. Oh, cheese oh, tots! It's a good choice. Gosh, yeah, it was good. And then occasionally, Stephen, the greatness is, have you ever looked down in the bag and you realize a stray tot 
Oh, that's tot. That's a good question for audience. What's the best stray? Because I agree with you. I think it's a tot. But is it it the stray fry, the stray tot, or the rare stray curly fry? Those are all good ones. Good surprises that you can get. Where can you get curly fries? You can't order those at Sonic, can you? Yeah, Jack in the Box and on a fast food wavelength is the only ones I really know. Arby's? I think Arby's has some kind of... Arby's does the curly fries. That's right. They do. You know what's funny is I probably hadn't been to Arby's in 20 years, but I, <laughs> I don't still know anybody who like, like every, everything about it. I don't know anybody who goes to Arby's. I mean, people obviously do because they're in business and they do a lot of advertising, but I've never really heard anyone say like, hey, um, you, you can go to Arby's. Arby's, we appreciate you advertising with us. I'm sorry about <laughs> Stephen. I don't think that was a great plug there for you. We like, what's that one? What do they say about the meats? We got we the got meats. meats. Yeah, that's them. Yeah. That stuff looks pretty good, though. You know when they put all that stuff. Uh, the one I used to like from them is that roast beef thing. Yeah, they'll pack they'll pack a sandwich. Cheddar, yeah, they got some some melted cheddar on it, and then you get that horsey sauce. You know that RB sauce. It, it's kind of a horseradish type. Uh, oh man, I may have to go by there later. I hadn't been there in about twenty years. Just swing through Arby's and get one of those beef and cheddar sandwiches. Now that's that's living right. We are going to get some amazing like three a.m. Mosley tweets today between Sonic and Arby's, a Diet Coke, some coffee. <laughs> mm, mm. The other day, Stephen, I had to because of my all my pain medicine I take. I had to I had to go take a little test. <laughs> I had you know you they're like you know you have to take occasionally you have to go down to the doctor and you have to give a sample. And I found myself just down in coffee because I didn't feel like I was going to be able to perform. <laughs> you get stage fright or something? Stage fright, yeah. yes. But that happens. Draining coffee. I'm like, I, got, I can't get in there and not produce. Right, you don't want to get shy bladder at the at the sample place. <laughs> there's always that right. Like, just put it through that. There's that little door. You open it at, from the bathroom. <laughs> there's that little secret door, a secret trap, and that's where you put the sample. I hadn't had to do one of those in years. Like maybe my first job, maybe my first job ever out of college, I had to do one. And this was, and that was when I was 23 years old. Right before I went to law school, I took a job with a company called Aerotech. Stephen, you may some days wake up and think, what have I done with my life? Like, what is this job? But I promise you, it'll never, you'll never cuss yourself as much as you would if you had taken a job with Aerotech. <laughs> Steven, who do you think started Aerotech? A-E-R-O-T-E-K. The individual that started it? He's an owner in the NFL. Mark Davis? Steve Bashotti, oh. the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, hmm. started Aerotech. My first job. These these will all be good trivia questions. Later. <laughs> what was Mosley's first job out of college? Oh, it was. Aerotech. What was what was and your I, job description? What did you do? Oh, you know, it was like uh, I have a buddy who's still in this business, and he like he's done extremely well. He's with Corn Ferry International now. You place people. You know, there's people that want like temporary jobs as in IT or some of the in these places, these huge telecom places like Nortel uh, in Richardson would say, hey, we need somebody that's going to work a six month job and be the head of this, you know, be the former or not the former, you know, whatever, be the kind of leader. And they have to know this certain kind of uh, 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 Unix 
They have to have a Unix background. And then you'd find there would be a certain amount of people out there and resumes floating around of people that had a Unix background. And then I would go, I'd get them hired. And then you, you know, you're, that's sort of what you get rewarded off of. You place people. So you're kind of like a headhunter, I guess. All right. It is the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox on ESPN Central Texas talking about conference championship weekend. We're going to get to Aaron Rodgers. Stephen, I would say last night, it, it, you know, I could even tell. I had to kind of calm everybody in the family down, kind of like, and eh, I know it seems like, like Buffalo fans should be excited right now, but this, this, this happens like every year. For whatever reason, the Chiefs will have some weird starts. And then, Stephen, they came rolling back. And when I knew it was was over, I mean, I knew it was over when it was 14 to 9. But when it was 21 to 9 and the Bills had a little something going and they're rolling down the field and they get down there at about fourth and two, fourth and two, something like that. And they're down 21-9 and McDermott, uh, let's go ahead and kick this one, guys. Let's make it 21 to 12. Let's get some points out of this. I mean, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing in a conference championship game. You're playing against Goat Jr. You're playing against the great Mahomes. You can't be kicking field goals down 21-9. Like, what, what are we doing? And then, you know, I could tell, I think Romo wanted to really doubt that thing. He didn't quite come all the way. He was kind of like, I know, they get all the way down there and they want to get the points and all that stuff. And that's what you say. That's what you say. But what you really say is it's the conference championship game. You're the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's a big moment for the organization. And, oh my God, let's, uh, let's send the, the rookie kicker out there and, and make this thing 21-12. Okay. Was that good? Was that good? And he can hit one of these chip shots and we'll all feel better about things. No, you're down by nine. You just literally took it from... 12 to 9, it's still two possessions. Stephen, were you a little bit uh were you a little bit perplexed as to the Buffalo Bills approach to to that game? I was, Matt. I mean, I just, you know, I get it early on in the game, you settle for 3 and you feel okay, you don't feel great, but eventually you get to a point like once that Chiefs offense gets rolling, you just have to know you got to score seven points. I mean, if you don't make it, is it going to hurt if you come away with zero? Yeah, but you're you're not going to beat this team by just giving paper cuts here and there and cutting into the lead and making it a, a nine-point game or making it a 12-point game. That's not going to work against this KC offense. And eventually, the Bills offense made a couple mistakes, and that game got away from them. But, uh, yeah, I was really surprised. I, I understand – you know, trying to keep the ball away from Mahomes by running it, trying to play time of possession. But in those types of moments, you you have to be aggressive because if you start falling behind two, three scores, you're you're not gonna be able to make it up against against that team. It's just it's not gonna happen. I agree, and I I just don't uh, I don't understand what the thought process was there, and uh, I you know, and I got Stephen. I kind of liked all that description of the sticky coverage. I love that. Look at that sticky coverage. Have they ever said that, Stephen, about the Cowboys secondary? Look how sticky. Look how sticky <laughs> these cornerbacks are. A little looser. A little looser over there. I mean, they, they were staying with them. 
They were staying with him big time. And that one guy got hurt. I like him. I like some of those. I mean, I really like some of the Chiefs. I mean, I like the Honey Badger. I, I like uh, 38. Okay, he got hurt in that game. I really like him. 35 will come up and, and play a little ball on you. I mean, they, they just – it's just everybody seems to be in their 30s. I mean, excuse me, not age, but in the uh, jersey number. They got a bunch of 30-somethings out there in jerseys. And I, it's, this was a – and then you go – and then, Stephen, I'll, you're talking about defensive back play. Then you go over to the uh, the pack, the uh, the Bucks, and you think about Sean Murphy bunting. Okay, he's number 23 for them. You think about 33, the thumper safety that came up and made that hit and caused that fumble. Caused a couple of them, but one that they pounced on. I think that was Aaron Jones that he came up and hit. Steven, that was uh, – I mean, think about think about that kind of having now Donovan Wilson looks like he could be that kind of thumper for the Cowboys, but that player and I know he got hurt on that play. Seemed like he got his shoulder hurt. Stephen, did that? Does that young secondary for the Bucks don't does that do something for you? It does. I mean, they they're really good. You know, Winfield's great. Uh, you mentioned Bunting; he's had three interceptions in three games. And again, like I, I get it in. 2021 or 2020 a lot of teams have decided they don't need a ton of value at that safety position but if you look at it the teams that won have good safeties like even you know uh the chiefs with the honey badger and then juan thornhill who was the guy the cowboys could have picked uh instead they took tristan hill and i mean you don't you don't have to spend all the money in the world on it but you have to have players that can make plays i do like donovan wilson uh, but they've just that's that's been another spot in their roster where they've just said, oh well, we can just get by with guys like the great Jeff Heath and Kayvon Frazier and uh, just sort of journeyman players. You you still have to have impact players. It's a passing league. I think they got one of those guys in Trayvon Diggs, but they need a lot of help back in the secondary. Wow, wow, that was a <clears throat> that was a long way to go to take a little pot shot at Jeff Heath. That's what I do, man. <laughs> it eventually all comes back to to where it needs to be. That's right. That's right. That's what he does. He is Stephen Simcox, former member of Off the Bench, now featured on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. All right, time to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We have to keep talking about where these players may fit, and is Aaron Rodgers being serious about wanting to leave Green Bay? Would you want him to play in Dallas? Texans fans, looks like Watson wants out. Would you want him there? We discuss next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Skies becoming mostly sunny today. No more rain or showers in the forecast. It'll be a breezy day, but a warm day with a high of 72 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 38 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Still above normal with a high of 68. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you 
Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Super Bowl 55 is set. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will play in their home stadium for the first time in Super Bowl history. Brady will play in his 10th Super Bowl after defeating the Packers 31-26. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will have a chance to defend their championship after beating the Bills 38-24. The Chiefs are an early three-point favorite. Number two, Baylor stays undefeated with a win over Oklahoma State on Saturday, 81-66. Number nine, Lady Bears also won on Saturday over Oklahoma, 84-61. UMHB men's and women's both got the win in McMurray. The women improved to 3-2 in conference play, winning 70-49. And the men are 4-0 in conference play after cruising to a 94-66 win over McMurray. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. To let me know Should I stay or should I go If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me oh, know Oh yeah, it's Mosley, Simcox should I stay or The two I of go? us have been reunited in a one-hour radio program It's kind of like old-style Radio. We just kind of come on, tell stories. I don't know if you, some of you old timers out there, used to listen to the Invisible Man, some of those, uh, the Lone Ranger on radio. It's basically what this is. 
kind of a serial uh, type show. You never know what you're going to get from us. Uh, in fact, we may give clues, and you may end up with some uh, like free Ovaltine or something like that. Uh, Stephen, have you ever heard of Ovaltine? O v a l t i n e. Is that okay, like chocolate milk? Yeah, but probably not as good. Okay. Uh, but for whatever reason, Ovaltine used to be associated with radio, and and they would they uh, young people would sort of g- gather clues and listen to the radio for things, and then they would somehow get a prize. Some kind of Ovaltine would send them a prize or something along those those lines. Sounds riveting. So, yeah, let's let's start yeah. incorporating that. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Have you ever tried Ovaltine? Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to this response. Sounds like a drug or something. Steve, that was also a bad play yesterday. I mean, 14-10, Rodgers is driving. I mean, that was huge in that game. And Murphy Bunting picks him off. He grabbed that shoulder pad. Murphy Bunting, that was interference, and they didn't call it. Of course, they called it later in the game on Kevin King, mainly because Kevin King is horrible. He's just not a very good football player. Yeah, you just assume he's getting beat or if he – if he stops somebody, it's probably because he cheated. Like, wait, he's too close on this play. He <laughs> grabbed him. <laughs> oh, that right. was incomplete. Yeah, let's get let's get the flag out here. <laughs> I love when they're like, late call. That's a late call. It's like that guy's calling it from thirty yards back. That referee, where he's standing back there behind the safety. <laughs> it takes him a while to get the flag and. Get up to where he needs to be, Stephen. I mean, we can't. We can get onto the officials for a lot of things, but I don't know if it's that late. That's a late flag. Golly, it was fine. I mean, did you see the replay, Stephen? He had him grabbed his jersey. Going oh yeah, the I mean, the, the receiver fingers. did a nice job of selling it, but I mean, he's he was tailgating. I mean, he was just holding on to the back of his jersey on that whole route. The bigger sin was getting down there and kicking that field goal, and. um Boy, Aaron Rodgers. We're going to hear from Aaron in a second, but he was he he was not helping out Lafleur. Like in his mind, he's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I may have played that differently on third down if I thought we were didn't think we were going to go for it on fourth." I mean, he he was basically like, <laughs> he was calling out. Boy, no one loves to call out their head coach more than Aaron Rodgers. He just it's just kind of in his blood. McCarthy he did it to McCarthy. Now he does it to Lafleur. Uh, but, Stephen, people are saying on third down, on that play, when you look at it, everybody's turned around in coverage, and he's got a tunnel. Okay, I don't know if he was going to run all the way into the end zone, but and it was third and goal. I mean, he was going to have to get into the end zone for it not to be fourth down. Stephen, he probably could have gotten to the two-yard line and set up a fourth and goal from the two. When you look at it and you slow it down and you look at the frame on that third down play, Stephen, it looked like Rodgers had room to run. And uh, you know Allen would have. You know the great Mahomes, even with a turf toe, would have. Uh, I don't think the GOAT, I don't think Brady would have in that situation just because he's not built like that. But, uh, Stephen, Rodgers has enough athleticism to run on that play. And I think that will be a major regret for him, trying to force one in there uh, on a pass when he could. I mean, that was really strange for me to see Green Bay have so many 
red zone issues. I mean, the great red zone team, of course, is the Chiefs. They just, Stephen, what do the Chiefs do? They're just like, hey, uh, Patrick, won't you do that one where you just underhand flip it <laughs> yeah. to Kelsey? Spin cool? around, okay. yeah, spin around in a circle. We'll run Tyreek Hill on some orbit motion, and then you just, uh, you know, shovel it to Travis Kelsey, and we'll roll in the end zone. <laughs> their, their whole play is like, okay, Tyreek Hill's awesome. He's really fast. Let's send him as a decoy. They're all going to go for it, and then we'll just kind of shovel the ball to you uh, across the middle. Stephen, how do they like? How does Kelsey always get open? Like he's the best tight end in all of football <laughs> by a long shot. And he just doesn't he always feel like he's just running free? Like, how do you not double? At some point, how are you not double teaming Travis Kelsey? It doesn't make any sense to me. I heard uh, Jerry Jones is actually petitioning the league to investigate the Chiefs for all their illegal plays because they work so well. <laughs> he doesn't quite understand. That. Have you tweeted that out? I haven't, What'd no. You... Okay, think through that. Okay. No, no typos, okay? All I heard right. kind of a typo recently. I felt like it was a good tweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's hear from, in, in case our folks have missed it, you may have heard it, but you need to hear it again, and then we'll react to it. This was Aaron Rodgers after the game just sort of talking about the future and talking about, you know, how, you know, what it's going to be like for, for, uh, for his teammates. And, uh, boy, he included himself. It's a lot of guys' futures that are, you know, uncertain, you know, myself included. Uh, that's what's sad about it most. Getting this far, obviously there's going to be an end to it at some point, whether we make it past this one or not. But just the uncertainty is, is tough and the finality of it all. Yeah, it's kind of along those lines. Um this would probably be a better question for next week, but we might not get you next week. So how, so how do you go on from here? I mean, you kind of hit on some of the realities a minute ago. So how do you go on from here? How do you, how do you take the next step? Yeah, Bill, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. And just, I'm going to have to take some time away for sure and, and clear my head and just kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's, uh, it's pretty tough right now, especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year. There's always change. That's the only constant in this business. You know, that, there's a couple things going on here. <clears throat> As I was listening to that, I think he's challenging Green Bay's GM and whoever's running the show there to – um, basically, you know, you're going to have to make some moves and you're going to have to try to keep some people. One of the things that has really irritated him in the past is when they let players he loves walk, whether that's like Matthews, uh, you know, an offense. I remember Randall Cobb, uh, who ended up with the Cowboys for that one season. He was very upset with that one. There have been other ones. Steven, uh, who was the who was the uh, receiver that he had for so long that was the uh, that put up huge numbers? Jordy but, Nelson. Yeah. Jordy Nelson. You know, that angered him that they weren't able to keep Jordy. Now, Jordy went and got big money elsewhere, so you kind of understand why Jordy decided to do that. But, man, that, that was a challenge, I feel like, to ownership and, and the GM. 
And that was also a guy that's kind of like, well, you took this other rookie quarterback and, and I, you know, I think that's bothered him uh, more than maybe he's even let on. Not he's, he's been good to that guy, Jordan Love, but he, I just think it, he, he took that as a weird sign that they would draft a rookie quarterback in the first round when they had him for three more seasons. He's under contract for three more seasons. As I heard Adam Schefter say today, Stephen, he could almost kind of pull a Favre and, and threaten retirement and or just basically say, I'm not going to play for Green Bay. And they can, you know, it's almost kind of like you start seeing with the NBA. They could shut him down and just kind of leave it alone, see if he reports or whatever, or they could try to, you know, make a trade and figure out what you could, what would you be able to get for a quarterback who's going to be 37 next year. Still, obviously, he's going to be the MVP in his age 36 season. He's still great. I mean, I think he's got three more years. So, you know, Stephen, it leads us to that question. Do you... If you're the Cowboys, would you think about it? Would you? Is there any way you would? You've got a quarterback that is about to hit the, uh, you know, you're going to franchise tag, or you're going to have to get something done. I, technically, you could make a trade, and, and and then Green Bay could work out a deal with Dak. Now, the reason that doesn't work is because they already have a rookie quarterback who they want to develop. And so it, it, the only way it would work, it may not even include Dak. What it might be is letting Dak go to free agency and you give up a first-round pick and a third-round pick and maybe a fifth-round pick. You may have to give up a lot of your draft this year for Rodgers. Okay, so it may not even include Dak in the deal. I, I don't even know if it makes any sense. I'm just saying, Stephen, I – if I had an opportunity, you're, you're looking at Dak coming back from injury who hasn't had much playoff success. Not all his fault at all. I don't blame, I don't blame a lot of that on him. Um, and I, I, I'm a huge Dak guy, so I, I don't know. I just, I just wonder if, if you got to think at some point, would you rather have Rodgers for three more years and it, I mean, honestly, it could still be he was still great this year. Now, the thing you'd worry about is, is he going to fall off the cliff a little more? Is he, you know, it's looking like he was declining the year before, and then this year he was awesome. Do you have the right protection? Do you have the right end? And honestly, <laughs> Would he even even want to play for McCarthy again? <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing to me. I mean, I think on the yes, you are taking somewhat of a risk as far as you know is is he going to start declining? But Matt, he like think of the guys he was playing with. Devontae Adams, great wide receiver. I'd argue he's probably better than any of the wide receivers the Cowboys have. But everybody else, like Robert Tanyan, that's a name I did not know until this year. His tight end, Alan Lazard. The only reason I know Lazard is because he played at Iowa State. And he did great things with those guys. So the O-line, they've struggled at times, but so did Green Bay's, and he can move around. You have Gallup and Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and a running back like Zeke in the backfield. The the hang-up to me would be, can you sell him on playing with Mike McCarthy? Because that divorce was pretty ugly. I mean, that's the reason 
Mike got the axe is because they decided to roll with Aaron Rodgers. That relationship got to a point where those two couldn't work together anymore, and they went with the quarterback instead of the head coach, which seems to be a good choice given the trajectory that they've gone on since that split. So can you say, hey, you know, Kellen Moore is the guy calling plays here now. He, you'd be working with him most closely, but could could Rodgers put that out of his mind that this is the, the guy I basically forced out of town a few years ago and now I'd be going right back into that situation again. Could Mike McCarthy sell him on all the analytics that he's learned in the past year? Yeah, I don't I that's a good point, Steven. I, I don't think the uh, analytics and I know you're doing that with tug in cheek. I I don't think the analytics angle is gonna excite Aaron Rodgers and I don't know I mean, he doesn't know anything about Kellen Moore and probably doesn't care anything about Kellen Moore. He's about four years older than Kellen. And if you've ever been around Aaron Rodgers, he's one of those guys that sort of, he's in, you know, he just walks in a room. It's just like, I'm obviously the smartest guy in here. And, you know, he just, that's, yeah. that's the way he yeah. carries himself. Kind of like a little bit like Cutler, but he's not nearly the jerk Cutler is. He's just got a little bit of that that arrogance to him he's not gonna be blown yeah he's not gonna be blown away by kellen moore's play designs no 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 um right now it just sounds like he's not enamored he he, with the green bay situation and a team might be able to take advantage of that they're not going to trade him to chicago because that's too much of a rival um there are some places uh everybody points to indianapolis with uh, Philip Rivers retiring, and they've got a really good offensive line, gr- uh, really good receivers, a pretty good defense, actually. Everflus has done a great job there. That that seemingly would be a good place, a good place for him. I mean, if, if he, the GOAT walked away, if Brady walked away, just go right in there <laughs> and replace the GOAT. David Bay just become like a, a, a factory for quarterbacks who get disenchanted with where they're at. One, one, you, <laughs> one you brought up before the break – that I thought was interesting. Now, again, there's that hurdle of, because you mentioned with Dak, the Packers seemingly want to develop Jordan Love. But, I mean, if it was a, and, and we don't really see player swaps as much anymore, but if it was a Watson for Rodgers straight up, at least for Houston, that makes a lot more sense because in return, you're getting a great quarterback. Now, he's not the, you know, he's much older than Watson. You're not going to have him for 10 years, but at least you would get a great quarterback in return and potentially some draft picks to continue to rebuild i don't know if green bay would want to do that but that would be a a monumental type of blockbuster deal if if those two traded places yeah rogers is not a prosperity gospel guy like easterby (laughs) i think he would fight he would not want to end up with the texans i do find it interesting steven and um and bring up that scenario at some point in this next segment i want to give our people a chance we'll talk a little bit about that baylor game the other day because i thought some some interesting things happened in that game uh, but next, we do want to hear from you on the text line or phone lines. Uh, the phone line is 254-662-1660. All right, 254-662-1660. That is how you get through to us. Would you would you prefer Aaron Rodgers for three years? If you could just go straight up, you could either have Dak for three the next three years or Aaron Rodgers for the next three years. Which way would you lean? Obviously, Dak's going to be at the age of 27, 28, and Rodgers is going to be in ages 37 through 40. So basically, Dak would be 27 to 30, prime of his career, and Rodgers would be 37 to 40. That doesn't mean, I mean, obviously, Brady has won a Super Bowl in his 40s. 
He's about to have a chance to win another one. So I think the looking at quarterback in the late 30s, we do look at it differently now. These quarterbacks can still win, and, and, and Rodgers is still operating at an extremely high level. Uh, I am interested to see what our people think about that. More on Aaron Rodgers and a little bit on the Bears' uh, victory over Oklahoma State and, and what I think it means moving forward. That's next. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. All right, I want to talk to you about... Alan Samuels. God, I've been doing it for so long. Alan has Customer First Award for Excellence Winner, the most prestigious award in the car business. And right now, incredible cashback offers. Um, this this one is really good. 2020 Jeep Renegade Latitude, total value $6,750 off. 2020 Jeep Gladiators, all models up to $4,000 total values. And the most decorated SUV, the 2021 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus and the Lux with up to $5,500 total values. 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo up to $4,250 total values off. Ted Teague. The GM out there, known him for years, does such a great job. Service, oh, man, the service area, it's enormous. They can get people in and out. They, they're very personable. In any make and model, you can get in there, and you can get in and out, and they do it in such a safe manner. 2021 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star total values up to 7000 250 or zero percent for 60 months or 2.9 percent for 72 months plus a three thousand total value back it's alan samuels your friend in the car business Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. 
or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central's Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Super Bowl 55 is set. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will play in their home stadium for the first time in Super Bowl history. Brady will play in his 10th Super Bowl after defeating the Packers 31 to 26. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will have a chance to defend their championship after beating the Bills 38 to 24. The Chiefs are an early 3-point favorite. Number two, Baylor stays undefeated with a win over Oklahoma State on Saturday, 81-66. Number nine, Lady Bears also won on Saturday over Oklahoma, 84-61. UMHB men's and women's both got the win in McMurray. The women improved to 3-2 in conference play, winning 70-49. And the men are 4-0 in conference play after cruising to a 94-66 win over McMurray. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, yeah. It is uh, Mosley and Simcox with you one to two every day. The J-Mo Show, John Morris, waiting in the wings, two o'clock. Boy, he loves that kind of music. Any Kansas, that, that those kinds of bands, that's that's down J-Mo Lane. J-Mo also uh, likes Motown hits, R&B, that kind of thing, so always keep that in mind, uh, Stephen. I know, uh, I know you're preparing during the 2 o'clock hour to move over there to Fox for that 3-6 to six extravaganza that you do with Q, U, and R. On ESPN Central Texas, we have J-Mo next, 3 o'clock, Glenn Stretch-Smith, followed by 4-6 to six, game time. One of the most unique lineups in the state of Texas. It is ESPN Central Texas. All right, Stephen, uh, let's roll through this. We were just talking about... Aaron Rodgers, and boy, would you rather have him for three years? Would you have Dak for three years? I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think uh, he really wants to reunite with Mike McCarthy. I don't sense that. But I think our people have responded in a big way. You can always call us or text us on 254-662-1660. And our people, boy, even at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, used to be a sleepy time in radio. Uh, but, Stephen, no longer is that the case. Uh, Stephen, what are our folks saying on that uh, on that uh, text line? Oh, by the way, Stephen, I was reading over the weekend. The text line now uh, has a new sponsor. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. All right, Stephen. Caught me flat-footed there, man. Okay. I was going to leave that one with you. I figured it was up in the... It was up in our studios there. Okay. All right, Stephen, I want to hear from our people, though, on this Aaron Rodgers thing. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks to uh, Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center for bringing you our phone lines and text line. Appreciate those guys uh, hopping on and promise to be faster on the <laughs> on the draw next time <laughs> it comes up. That's okay. That's okay. All people right, yeah. Uh, Dan in Waco says he would take Aaron Rodgers. Um, he thinks A-Rod has been in bigger games, been in bigger moments, and would bring some leadership to the Cowboys. Um, Amber in Colleen says she's biased because she's a Packers fan, but she would take Rodgers. Uh, let's see, Greg in Waco says he'd take Dak. He feels like Dak has a good handle on the Cowboys organization. The guys respond to him well, and he likes the younger player. And uh, Corey and Corey, I'd love to get your response to this question as well, but he passed along, Matt, that he used to take his lunch break at 11 o'clock, but since we're doing 1 to 2 now, he is uh, now taking lunch from 1 to 2 o'clock and enjoying the new time slot for us. So thank you, Corey, for adjusting your schedule and uh, taking your lunch break at 1 o'clock so you can tune into the Matt Mosley Show. Yeah, boy, and what is that text line, Stephen? Say it again for old, uh, for old Corey. Thanks to uh, Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center for sponsoring our phone and text line. The Freddie Kish text line. I love it. I love that text line. And, uh, Corey, that's great. Uh, people, more people should do that, Stephen. Just change your lunch break. Do it, uh, do it one to two. Go get, go over to Schmaltz's or go over to Shorty's. Whoa. Talk about a great one. Shorty's Pizza. You got some stromboli. You get some sandwich over. You get some wings. They actually have wings over there, Stephen. You're a wings guy. But uh, but that pizza is amazing, and they do it by the slice over at Shorty's Pizza, one of my favorite places in Waco, and the kind of right there in the shadows of the Baylor campus. What a gorgeous day it is! But uh, Schmaltz is also Stephen. I love it when the the time of year when they're doing that jalapeno cheese bread. Ooh. And they'll twice cook it. If you can ask them to, like, overcook the bread, that's how I do it. I get it really crunchy. And then I get one of those Schmaltz's specials. And that has all the lunch meat, the salami. It has a lot of – oh, they have pastrami. Uh, they also have a pastrami option that I really like a lot. That's Schmaltz's. Thank you. Thank you, Schmaltz. Schmaltz. All right, Stephen. Um, any other, we can always, uh, if anybody else chimes in, happy to hear from them. Always good to hear from our people. 254-662-1660. A word on Baylor. I love the other day that Mark Vidal showed that there are times he does not focus on scoring. He had 19 points on the road. The Bears, boy, for the second time recently, they had one play where was that game? Steven, was it the TCU have a, a a lead on them at halftime? One of those games they were in. A, a yeah, TCU take, in took a lead because, yeah, Miles hit that, like, three-quarter court shot at the buzzer okay. to, to go up by one. Yeah, yeah, they were trailing TCU, and now they're trailing Oklahoma State. This is a team, and they got to watch this. You can't, you can't live like this all the time. But this team did drop the hammer with about 10 minutes left on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was playing without the great Cade Cunningham. Maybe the uh, – he's not the best player in the Big 12. I think Jared Butler's probably the best player in the Big 12 from Baylor. But I think um, I think that Cade Cunningham, you know, may be the most just raw talent. Uh, and so he could go in the 
top three in the draft. He just has that much game. He's got length. He can do it all. He can play point. He can shoot the three. I mean, he, he, he sees the floor. He gets his teammates involved. He's great. He was out. And Rondell, what's Rondell's last name? Rondell Walker? Anyway, Ron, Rondell was out for Oklahoma State, too. He's their fourth leading scorer. And so they were missing two key players, and they came out like a house of fire. They played their tails off. Likely was, had a lot of assists. There was a guy named Caleb Boone for them that was doing some great work inside. Oklahoma State looked scary. They looked athletic. They looked a little more into it than the Bears, and they had a halftime lead. I believe it was like 36-33. And then with about 10 minutes left in that game, Baylor did what it does sometimes. You know, it started with something I think people have forgotten about a little bit. Macy Oteague went up and had a block. Macy Oteague does more little things that he gets credit for. He plays D. Now, Davion Mitchell and Mark Vidal are the best defensive players on this team, so they get more attention on that end, but Teague's good. Teague plays hard, and he makes plays, and he's so athletic he can get blocked shots. And a couple of his blocked shots led to big changes in that game. And um, Baylor went down, and um, Butler hit three consecutive three-pointers. Had another huge game. And uh, guy had, he's had a 30-point game in this game. He, he got rolling at that point. I think he ended up with 22 in this game. And um, just really, really good. And Baylor has a way of stepping on the gas and just burying teams. Now, do you always want to depend on that? I mean, would it be nice to bury a team in the first half? Sure. I mean, I, you know, I think you've got to do that sometimes. But you've got to respect these teams. I mean, Tech is good. Texas has a really good team. Kansas is, you know, lost three games in a row, but they're still they'll they'll be salty and self will figure out a way to get them going a little bit. It's a tough, tough conference. The only easy outs are K State and maybe Iowa State. Who am I missing, Stephen? Oklahoma has it going a little bit right now. They yeah, they're beat playing Kansas well. the other day. They're playing a little better. Um I TCU's struggling, but they got a couple guys that can play. K State and Iowa State are, I think, are the two worst teams in the conference. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's seven through ten. TCU, Iowa State. So you got three teams that you might say are somewhat easy. Although TCU, you're right. Every once in a while, they'll they'll step up and play you. Uh, but you got six really fine teams, and Oklahoma is starting to figure it out a little bit. In fact, they've got a guard that I didn't know that much about. And Stephen, I'm not even talking about Reeves. They, they had a guard the other day who popped up and, and like, went off for 20-something points. Um, you know, what is that guy? Anyway, he he in the first Baylor game, I didn't think that much of him. He was okay, and I remember him getting to play, but he's since become their go-to guy. And so then they got Manic back, but uh, but this guy can play a little bit, so it's a guard for the Oklahoma Davion Sooners. Harrison, is that your Harmon? Excuse me, Davion Harmon. Harmon, yeah, yeah Harmon is the guy. And I didn't think I didn't think much of him. Um, I remember him playing a little bit in that first game, and he's become kind of a go-to guy for them. Um, Harmon has so uh, anytime Oklahoma obviously had it with Trey Young. Uh, they had a great shooter in uh, Hild a few years back. When every once in a while they'll get a go-to guard, and they can get really scary. And uh, it really seems like this Harmon is becoming that guy for them. So I don't think there are that many easy outs.
in this conference. Love the way the Bears pulled away. Would like to see a little bit more of it in the first half. Got to bring the energy early, and um, and I think that will be helpful. But they are getting everybody's best shot, and I my hat's off to Boynton. Coach Boynton brought a team out there that was undermanned, uh, under, under practice, because they hadn't been able to practice for a few days, and they flat out got after it. And I know uh, John Morris, who you'll hear in a second, had the play-by-play man on for Oklahoma State the other day, and he had a good uh, synopsis of kind of where they were uh, heading into that game. I thought they played their tails off. I was really impressed with Oklahoma State. All right, always fun to lead in to my great friend for many, many years, John Morris, one of the treasures of Baylor University, the voice of the Bears, of course. Uh, he is next. Stephen, great job by you today. Really enjoyed our time. It went fast, as it always does. It is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. We'll see you tomorrow.